Momentum Podcast, helping you develop a partner network that enables ministry to happen. Welcome to the Momentum Podcast. My name is Daryl Parsons. With me, Naomi Vandevish. Good day, Naomi. Good day. How are you? I'm well, thank you for asking. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Like we were going to unpack all of our personal baggage in the podcast. It's like, no, today is a (laughs) terrible day. Uh, We are very pleased to have with us today uh, Wayne Friesen. He's a counselor with the uh, U-Turn Ministry of YFC in Westman in Manitoba. That's Brandon, Manitoba. Hey, Wayne. Hey, good morning. Yeah, Wayne, could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So with U-Turn, I do a lot of the counseling stuff as well as um, case management. Um, And I also do staff care for uh, YFC staff across Canada, um, Mm -hmm. which includes meeting with people remotely. And I've done some facilitating for retreats at Honeymoon Bay. Awesome. Uh, that is actually the, the counseling component of your role is one of the reasons, probably the main reason why we wanted to <laughs> chat with you today. Because uh, Naomi and I, as we have coached staff through their support raising journey, uh, find that oftentimes there are you know, challenges to raising support. Some of them are practical, right? Like, mm-hmm. for example, how do I uh, continue to develop relationships with people when I'm socially distancing because of COVID-19? There's a practical right. yeah. challenge that people face. But we've actually noticed that a lot of the challenges that people are dealing with um, could be articulated more around some of the emotions that people feel, the, the challenges that come up when people have particular uh, feelings about mm-hmm. MPD. Naomi, what are what are some of the feelings that, that, that you've come across when you're talking with people? Well, it's interesting because I feel like some of the feelings are hidden behind some of the practical things. Oh. So sometimes it takes a bit of digging, right, mm. to get to some of those feelings. Yeah. I would say um, definitely there's fear. I think fear is a big one. Um, and there might even be feelings of shame and um, maybe even self-worth issues. So it, it, there's so many layers and levels to it. Um, but it does take a little bit of digging mm-hmm. to get there. Right. So sometimes when, if, if your experience is like mine, sometimes when you're having a conversation with somebody, they're having a particular block, you know, a challenge in, in an area and, and you're trying to figure out why, why is this challenging for you? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the issue maybe isn't that they don't have enough time to do the uh, do the calls. The issue is more the feelings and anxiety and things that come up when it's time yeah. to pick up the phone and make a call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and if if that resonates with anybody who's listening, the first thing we want to stress right now is that you are not alone. No, we all have many feelings associated with partner development. Um, It brings to the surface a lot of things that we can um, work through. So that's why we thought, who better to talk to about this than Wayne? Um, Because we know that this is his his specialty, working Mm -hmm. through those emotions and asking those good questions. So um, we just want to invite you into the conversation, Wayne, and 
um, see what your thoughts are about the idea of emotions being a barrier to ministry partner development. Well, I think there you could find somebody better, but uh, I appreciate. <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate being here. It's good. Well, Wayne, you know, it's like Naomi and I were talking about all these things, and we're like, well, we're not qualified, and. Yeah. <laughs> Some, sure. you know, and, and, and somebody who's a counselor, I mean, th- this is really up your alley, right? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you deal with this well, stuff. Sure. And, and I deal with this stuff with people and I deal with it myself and, mm-hmm. I, and we all do. And that's one of the, the key things to remember is that, um, I think everybody that does ministry development runs into things that, that create barriers and blocks for them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really easy for us to see people by what they show us in terms of how they present with their partner development. Um, and we don't probably get a really good sense of how difficult it is for, I think, almost everyone. I mean, there's a few people out there that really, really actually legitimately enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I, I think, by and large, uh, it's it's not an easy thing because there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into it. Um, True. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, I, I just yeah, wanted to ahead. point out, Wayne, with something that you said too is is. I feel like, too, the fact is that two things can be true at once, right? I can love yep. connecting with my partners and still fear yes. part of the process, right? So we're complex yeah. people, right, with these mm-hmm. with these emotions, and, and, uh, and it, isn't, it isn't always black or white. No, no. And I think that's where we get ourselves into a lot of trouble is we don't see the, the mixing that is necessary. I mean, and for... for most things in life, but, but this is uh, for sure for ministry development is that there has to be mixing. There has to be the, the discomfort of what we're feeling um, and what keeps us from engaging. And we have to see, it might, some of the times it might be that I want to engage with a, a ministry partner because I legitimately want to know what's going on for them. And other times it's that if I don't, I'm not going to get a paycheck this month. Um, so we have to have those, that mix, um, and you're absolutely right. It's it's without that, there more we run into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. My um, daughter watches Daniel Tiger, and it, there's a song. It's okay to feel two feelings at the same time. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. wisdom of children's television programming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think what's what's interesting though, I think, and I don't want to. Um, I, this is a broad brush I'm painting with, but I think as Christians, we sometimes lose sight of that. Mm. I think sometimes we feel that we, we take the verses um, that say, do not be afraid, you know, don't be anxious about anything, um, as very, very prescriptive in terms of we, we shouldn't feel those things while we feel the, the other driving force of, of wanting to connect or wanting to have a paycheck or whatever. Um, but I do feel afraid or I do feel super insecure, or I do feel um, very ashamed that, that gets stirred up for some reason. Hmm. Uh, and we can we can do both. But I think as Christians, sometimes we, we feel like we're not being faithful or obedient or whatever word you want to put in there if we do feel hesitation, fear, on and on and on. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's, I know, I, I want to say I know, I think <laughs> that there is ample examples of the bible 
of people that have mixed feelings. And, hmm. and, I, and I think Jesus had mixed feelings at times. Um, in the garden, I think he had mixed feelings of, is there any way that this cup can come uh, away from me? I'm going to keep on this road, but I would really like this to be different. Hmm. Um, and he had mixed feelings, and he, but he, he kept on with his mission, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's a great example. I'm very glad you pointed pointed that out because Naomi and I came across this uh, term we uh, discovered called emo- uh, spiritual bypassing. Uh, or uh, was it emotional bypassing or spiritual bypassing? Spir- yeah, spiritual bypassing. <laughs> spiritual bypassing, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a thing that we Christians tend to do. We We say... I don't feel afraid because God says, you know, do not be afraid. I don't feel angry. I forgive. Um, And then instead of actually engaging with the feeling, processing the feeling, we just push it down and, and then it comes out in different ways. And I am guilty of it. Like I, when I came across it, I thought, Oh, I've said that to myself. (laughs) I remember doing that. And it's just this um, way of saying, no, I'm not feeling that emotion or because I have God, I shouldn't. And mm. so therefore I don't. Yeah. And Wayne, what, what would some of the, what would some of the problems uh, be with us um, bypassing these feelings when we're doing things like our partner development? Well, I think one of them is the fact that we don't allow ourselves, this sounds to me a little bit odd, but we don't allow ourselves to grow up. Um, hmm. because part of a maturity is mixed feelings. A toddler will never say, oh, on the other hand, da, 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 right? <laughs> they, they, they feel they one feeling. Up until the age of four, five, six, we only feel one feeling. And that's why little kids can go from happy to sad in literally one second uh, and then back again. But that's they only feel the one feeling. At five, six, you, then you start getting a mixture. And that's what we want. We want the mix. So we, we, we don't want to um, deny even just how we are created. Um, and I don't want to romanticize it. But discomfort and uncomfortable feelings and distressing feelings is an invitation to someplace that we need to go. And so by denying those feelings, we kind of cut off access to part of ourselves and we do end up stuffing things and we try to deaden things. And, and quite frankly, it can work for a while. Um, good news, bad news with that. But eventually that's going to come out. Um, and eventually it's going to not only affect our ability to, to develop our, our ministries, it's going to affect other places as well because guaranteed that if you are trying to avoid and stuff your emotions with well, trying to raise funds, you're doing it in other areas of life as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's an invitation to go deeper and to, to explore something that probably needs some attention. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, I, I often talk to people about the fact that the process of ministry partner development at the beginning is a huge um, time of growth personally. There's, it it touches on so many levels of our emotions and our feelings and our background and our relationship with money is very complex. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it is such an important time to dig deeper. But the the fact that what you're saying is, um, you know, we can avoid it or 
push it aside for ministry partner development. But if we do that, it, it impacts other areas as well. So it's important to recognize and acknowledge those things. Um, but what if I'm not like, what if I'm not self-aware enough? And I, I think like I keep putting off my partner development and I, um, I find myself busy, like doing other things that are, I feel more pressing. It's always a back burner. Like what, what what happened there? I have an example, Naomi. You know, you you just brought an image to mind is the idea of like, I, I, the person who uh, sits down to do partner development and then, uh, you know, an hour later has fully cleaned their office, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. they find other things, whether they're important or not. But, oh, boy, I sure can tidy up or I could reach for, you know, reach for my phone and spend some time surfing social media. Oh, it's just so easy to get distracted <laughs> on <by> social media. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, and so, like, I think what happens is I actually don't know I'm feeling these things. And I, mm. what I what I'm do find myself doing is getting distracted or um, doing other things and just putting it off. Mm. How do I become more aware? Like, how yeah. do I recognize yeah. my emotions? Um, that's a really good question. And I think it's, it is partly just to recognize the fact that we're not always aware. Um, often we're not aware of what we're doing and what's happening. And there's, because there's a lot of kind of drives that are going underground that we're, we, we may not be able to see. And so I think one of the things is to be able to start to recognize, and part of it is, you know, the, the word that always comes around is that, if we can be as curious about ourselves as we possibly can, that's the best place to be. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're not curious, then we're probably going to be uh, more on the critical side, which just increases the tension, which just increases the, the difficulty, the stress, which just increases the avoidance. Um, so as, as curious as we can be, we start to take stock. So when I sit down to start making my contact list, suddenly, be, and honestly, it can happen before we really notice it. I've had mm-hmm. time or I've had to really work on my awareness. And all of a sudden, without me really thinking about anything in particular, my phone is in my hands. And so mm. part of it is the recognition of when I sit down to engage in partner development, and it might be a one area of partner development might be more difficult than others. But what am I driven towards? What am I, do I feel almost compelled towards? What do I feel like I'm suddenly doing without almost even totally recognizing it? Um, and it might be all those things that you mentioned. And so if we can start with that, start recognizing what we're doing when we start getting stirred up, even though we might not even necessarily feel stirred up, then we start reflecting back and say, well, okay, what was I feeling just before I picked up my phone? Oh, I started feeling this pull on my chest mm. or I started feeling this, I started feeling kind of almost spacey, like I was like in a in a dream state, or I started feeling like my legs started shaking, um, um, or I just started um, almost my my fingers or my started getting fidgety, or I started starting get, getting sweaty, whatever it might be. But we start breaking it down into small chunks, um, and because the the great thing is, the more that we pay attention, the more things are going to grow. Hmm. And so that's where it has to start. We have to start with recognizing that we are being driven to some kind of distraction or avoidance um, because this is not an easy thing that we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. I've been following, um, you know, some articles around how people are experiencing stress and how it happens physically. It's interesting all the description, the scriptures you used. Um, most of them were physical. I mean, you also have the mind where it gets spacey yeah. or um, maybe foggy, that kind of feeling. But often we feel it in our bodies. So mm-hmm. paying attention to your body is such an important thing. I, I appreciate you saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And recognizing too, it's it's not uh, it's not an easy thing for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes our bodies, for lots of different reasons, have become kind of foreign to us, mm-hmm. um, and for there's lots of different reasons why. But so sometimes when I ask someone, "So what do you, do you notice on your body?" That's like it's for them. It's like looking into a mud puddle, and and so it it just doesn't have any kind of clarity. But that's okay. Partly yeah. it's just a rec- it's taking the time to try to to focus and try to be aware. And that exercise mm-hmm. itself is helpful and you'll get there. Right. And so, yeah, for some people it's that, well, I don't really feel anything, but I start thinking that, 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 right. So they can list off maybe half a dozen sentences that pop into their minds or, or phrases or um, a memory might pop up um, that's related to the feeling, whatever it might be. Right. So it, it's, it's whatever kind of information that you can pull in as you start feeling distracted or you want to avoid, that's what you start with. Mm-hmm. It's interesting for me because uh, my personal experience has been since I started learning about these things, I've noticed it, right? I, I've actually mm-hmm. experienced it. Yeah. I, I no- began to notice that if I started to feel some anxiety or something like that, I would gravitate to my phone. So I would mm. you know, pick up my phone and start reading news stories or check some social media, do something, right? To dis- And I realized it, this, this wasn't instantaneous, right? <laughs> like all <laughs> things, it takes a little bit of time to understand yourself. But I realized I was looking for the distraction from what I was feeling so that there mm. were tangible times when I would, be, I, I would look for distraction. Um, and that would be my go-to, right? I would, I would pick mm-hmm. up my phone to distract myself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious. Okay. So now now I've 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 paid attention and I've noticed I'm distracted, mm-hmm. and I feel like there's something behind it. What do I do with that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do yeah. I go there? So I think um, once you can kind of get a, get a pattern, and you probably won't take long to start seeing a pattern. Um, and again, you can start noticing with other dis, dis uh, distressing emotions that you feel, not just ministry partner development, but it's all going to be a theme probably. Yeah. So once you start noticing it, and then you're starting noticing what you do with it, then you start to try to mix it. So then you try to, what we call it is uh, described as we, we take up a relationship with it. So suddenly mm. it's, uh, oh man, I feel like, again, I, I often go to the body because that's where I carry a lot of my stuff. Mm. So I go to the body a lot. So, oh man, I feel that pull on my chest and Okay, and I start to describe that. And so we recognize there's lots of studies out there that if we're able to name the emotion that we're feeling, it automatically decreases the intensity. Hmm. Um, hmm. Now, we don't always just want to decrease it, but there's, there's some value for, for that. Um, because in this, you know, the broad scope of this, and in some ways, like I said, there's invitations to go into places where we probably need some recovery from. Um, and there's those are probably a bigger picture, bigger thing uh, to, to engage in. But there's also the practical end of things of I have to get my list done. I can't go off and try to uh, engage in a big recovery of, of something that I need to right. work on. 
right? So we we needed to get our stuff done. Um, so there, there's a balance there with that. But if we're able to sit with it enough that we can start taking up a relationship, so it's like, oh man, I feel just so whatever it might be. For me, it's insecurity. It's always um, it always taps into my my fear of being secure enough, and so. Um, I recognize that I feel so insecure right now with this. And I also feel what's the other piece of it. So we, it's like playing ping pong. It's like, I feel this side of the table and I, but I also feel like I know I need to get this done or I really want to get a paycheck this week or man, I, I haven't talked to that supporter for two months and I'm really actually legitimately curious about them. So we go back and forth with it, but I still feel really anxious. Oh, but I also want to do this. And we, and we start to take up a, a relationship with it, and then we can go back and forth. Then it's workable. Um, but if we expect it to be totally gone as we engage in, in our work, that's when it will drive the distraction deeper and deeper, mm. right? That It will be beside us. And that's what we want to work on. We want to work on being for our discomfort to be beside us and not driving the bus. Right. Uh-huh. So we're kind of, we're, we're kind of, it, it, and it's going to be times when maybe it feels like it's taking a bigger lead than we want. And it's times when, when it's able to take a more of a back seat, but we want to try to get beside it and not just let it and uh, go um, <laughs> driving the bus. And we don't want to have that expectation that it's going to be totally at the back of the bus. I I love I, that analogy. I I, I was thinking. I was, the just, same thing. I was just imagining like a sedan, you know, and it's you with your like anxiety or whatever that feeling is, right? And you want to just <laughs> stuff it in the trunk, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at the very least in, in the back seat. But you yeah, know, but actually to let it, you know, be in the passenger seat with you and not maybe definitely not not driving. not in the driver's seat. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's Thanks, a great Wayne, that's analogy. A good picture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and we and we just quickly too with that is that we have to recognize that whatever the discomfort or stress um, is, is coming from, it's going to be a a place of safety where our brain is trying to drive us to safety because um, we recognize that our brain processes physical and emotional threat, almost identical. So with the brain being the chief aim, having safety, um, It's always trying to keep us safe, emotional safety. So if you picture sitting in front of your list, it's the same in lots of ways as, you know, a cougar sitting in, in uh, across from your desk as well, right? In terms of the, what your body wants you to do at that point um, is very, very similar. So uh, it's not just, it's not because we're lousy at what we do. It's not because um, we're weak or not faithful or da, 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 da. Um, mm. It comes from some place where our brain is trying to keep us safe. Right. So that uh, that uh, is that uh, fight, flight, or freeze response. Mm-hmm. So that is really interesting. So so th- those are the same type of uh, processes in in the brain that are happening as if you were actually faced by a physical danger. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I and I can see where you know in, in my own experience, I can see where my you know tendency is. Uh, probably, probably weighted towards the flight, right? Looking for the distraction. Let's mm-hmm. just get away from this feeling, right? Let's just escape. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's actually that's our default. Um, mm-hmm. For most people, um, let's say you do encounter a cougar, 
um, or a bear, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever is the most frightening for you. Yeah. Um, our built in response is to flee. Right. And fight only becomes uh, the option of flee isn't a, isn't a possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why for most of us, that's what it's like. And, you know, there's a few people that are just like diving in yeah. and with, with a band, reckless abandonment, just tackle it. Um, mm. But but most of us, we do shy away um, or not just shy away, but we, we you know, sprint away from these things. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. we as we were um, planning this conversation, I know Daryl, you brought up the idea of emotional courage, and um, that's something that I've been actually um, thinking on since our, our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I know that. Um, how did you describe courage again? Can you describe it for us, Wayne? It was a combination so of two things, right? Yeah, so it's a mix, right? So you know, sometimes it's described as you see a treasure. But there's also a really gigantic dragon in front of it. So you recognize the dragon, but you also recognize that you want the treasure. So it's both. So mm. it has to be both. Courage is always about both. It's never about only feeling um, the drive towards doing something that you, you really want. Um, there's always going to be a fear piece to courage. Otherwise, it's just foolhardiness. Um, so, uh, you know, for so for people that do like extreme sports mm-hmm. um, for some of them they feel both they do feel both and for some people they don't feel the fear at all which automatically indicates that actually there's there's some immaturity there um so courage is feeling both of it it's feeling um that fear but also that desire right like yeah. there's something appealing now i was talking to a friend about it and i said i said you know it's a combination of fear and desire and she said yes and I just want to say that the desire has to outweigh the fear, right? Like it has, mm-hmm. there has to be something pushing you through like that treasure. You're saying like, there's this treasure that you want to get to. And yeah. I just, um, thinking about calling, thinking about ministry partner development. Yeah. And, um, when she said that, I was like, Oh, that's good. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when I am stuck and I go, I don't want to do this. I'm afraid. I, my motivation, like I have to have this motivation and that motivation is my calling. This is Mm -hmm. what God has asked me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to one of the um, momentum participants and it was very much like, you know, she was postponing making phone calls. And then she said, and then I heard about um, something that happened to a young person in our community. And it made me realize just um, how passionate I am about my calling. And so I um, just sort of doubled doubled up and felt more motivated to pick up the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fear was there, but then she went, no, this is my calling. And so mm-hmm. I just, I um, that was just a really good aha moment for me. Well, I, uh, yeah, I love the idea of being courageous because um, – uh, it, when I was reading about emotional courage, it was this idea that, uh, you know, you you can feel afraid and still do it. And so much of what is worthwhile, like the, the things that are worth doing, we will do in spite of the fact that we have some fear, you know, mm. like uh, getting up on stage in front of a group of people to share, you know, like a, 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 a a message, you know, or something can be very, very scary. Right. But we, you know, Mm. people do it in spite of that because 
you know, it's worth doing, right? That's uh, part of emotional courage. And if our calling is strong enough, like if we really believe that that what we're called to do in this ministry is important enough, then I hope that that could help us to say, you know what, I, I want to move through in spite of the fear. You know, uh, whether you know, find a way to let that fear be in the uh, passenger seat. I guess is is yeah. you know in Wayne's analogy, right? Um, but you know, we're also dealing with deep rooted, you know, and and significant things here as well. And uh, you may have found this con- this conversation really really helpful in terms of uh, helping you to recognize some things, and this could make you uh, you know better equipped to do your partner development. But also, maybe maybe the, uh, this has been a, a bit of a trigger for something, or you realize, no, you know, I've got something more significant that I, I really should be uh, processing, and maybe I need some help processing. And uh, as Wayne pointed out, part of his role with YFC Canada is, is to help uh, as a counselor. Wayne, if somebody wanted to ask more questions or dig in more deeply uh, on this, how would, be, uh, how would they best get in touch with you? You can email me um, either wayne at uh, wyfc.ca or my uh, YFC Canada um, address as well. Yeah. Um, but yes, I think. Freezen at yfc.ca. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, like it's that analogy of when I go to the massage therapist um, mm. and she finds a spot that feels really tender and I kind of wince and say, oh, that's. That kind of hurts. She doesn't jump away from that and move to a totally different spot. You know, she she actually leans into it, and it's the discomfort grows, and then there's a uh, resolution there, which I think is a really good analogy for these places that we we get invited to when we get stirred up, and recognizing that when you're at your desk with your list, maybe not that's that's not the best time to truly really get engaged. You just have to manage the, the emotions at that point and get the stuff that you need to do. But maybe it's later. And maybe it's not with me. Maybe it's just with um, a supervisor or a friend or a colleague, whatever, to be able to start really processing some of this stuff because there's something to be processed there. Mm. And um, and like I said, it's without romanticizing it because it's not easy and it's really uncomfortable. But it can be an invitation to some other kind of bigger recovery. Well, thank you so much, Wayne. I'm—I mean, I know we've only scratched the surface, and uh, the podcast only allows us to go so deep. But I, I think we've—this ha- uh, has been really a great conversation. A uh, lot, lot of uh, cool things for us to engage with and think about as we continue our our journey towards uh, raising our support. So, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to be here.